Super Bowl recap of Brandon's World here on this Valentine's Day 2022. The coin toss was called Tails by the Los Angeles Rams. It was revealed as Edge by the Cincinnati Bengals. People are calling the halftime show with Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Dre, among others, one of the best halftime shows in history. I don't know about that principle 41 was great, but we got to get into all of the Super Bowl action. Before we do, as always, make sure to go on Twitter, follow me at Brandon Lewis underscore seven. Make sure to follow the show at real underscore B world. And if you missed any of the 51 podcasts, including this one that we produced during Season 5 of Brands World, the biggest season in the history of this podcast since we started putting it on Anchor, the official sponsor of the podcast, by the way. Since the spring of 2020, we had had my good friend Sean Fitzgerald, Gabe Carrera, Mason Lawyer, Christian Inn, Jake Mason, Enzo Orlando, Matty A's from Boxer Radio, as well as a few personal friends of mine. Andrew Packer, Sophie Hudson, Molly Buckner, Matt Hathaway, Jake, Jake, Jalen Sandvik, excuse me. It was an amazing season five, and I can't wait to see what season six brings. And we come back in March talking all things NBA, NFL offseason, March Madness, and Major League Baseball. But let's get right into it with the Super Bowl, because after the Rams, Went up 14 to 3. Odell Beckham Jr. goes down with what looks like a torn ACL after catching the first touchdown of the game. The Rams go up 14 to 3. They are dominating. It's not looking good for the Cincinnati Bengals. Boom. Joe Burrow strikes back. They make it a 14 to 10, or excuse me, a 13 to 10 game at the half. And I ended up calling the score exactly right on Friday's podcast. I said the score was going to be 24 to 20 Rams and ended up being 23 to 20 because of the drop EAT by Johnny Ecker in the first quarter. But I also said what we all knew going into this game. The, the Bengals' biggest weakness, their offensive line versus the Rams' biggest strength on defense, the Rams' defensive line, won the Rams this game. As much as I have heard of Aaron Donald being the best defensive player in the last decade in the National Football League. I never saw him flash in the game, in the moment, and that is what Aaron Donald did Sunday night in SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California. He made the play on third and one with the stuff on the run to Piran, and then he made the play Getting to Joe Burrow when it looked like the Bengals were driving it out of the game. Shout out to Aaron Donald. And shout out to Cooper Cup, who on the last drive of the game caught every single one of Matthew Stafford's throws. Four big time catches for Cooper Cup. He was pretty much the whole drive. Caught the game winning touchdown. Also caught another touchdown, positioning himself to win the most valuable player award which I thought was the right call. This is not a knock on Matthew Stafford, who threw three touchdown passes, but he also threw two interceptions. 
the two biggest playmakers in the game were Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup made the play at the end to win the game. I have no problem with him winning MVP. And Matthew Stafford, a man who I have doubted for 13 years, 12 in Detroit and 1 in Los Angeles, could never win the big game till this year. Did he get bailed out by a blown coverage against the Bucs? Probably. Did he get bailed out by the dropped interception by Jaquiski Tart in the NFC Championship game? Absolutely, I believe so. Did he get bailed out by the officials last night? We're going to talk about it, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than great. And this Rams team, they brought in Von Miller at the trade deadline who played big, I thought, last night. Every time I looked up, he was screening off the edge on my screen. Odell Beckham, who at the midway point of the season, quit his way out of Cleveland, came to LA. Everybody said he had a career renaissance in Los Angeles. I don't know about that one either, but he certainly made a case for himself. And this Rams team just felt like the team of destiny. They were certainly the better football team last night. Now, with that being said, on the Bengals end, and I am not a referee conspiracy theory guy. Listen, referees make bad calls all the time in every sport, on every team. They are not biased. But I thought last night, let me preface this by saying this. The face mask, the non-face mask call on T. Higgins was without a doubt offensive pass interference. However, the Rams got away with a holding call early in the first quarter. Jalen Ramsey grabbing the shirt of Jamar Chase. If that is called, the Bengals are going to get the ball at the one-yard line first and goal. And instead of kicking three on that drive, they're going to score seven, four more points. That is the difference in the ball game. To me, if you're going to not call anything, which I like, this referee crew let the players play for the whole season. Ron Corbin, the head referee, was one of the referees that threw the least amount of flags all season long. So this was expected going into the game. They did not call any false starts. They did not call any holding. Nothing until the final drive at the goal line of the game. And that bothered me. Because players do not know the rules if they are officiated differently in different circumstances. It's just like the strike zone in baseball. We don't care if you call the high strike. We don't care if you call the low strike. We don't care if you call a lot of strikes. We don't care if you call no strikes. We just ask for consistency from the home plate umpire. All I was asking for last night was consistency from the NFL officials I certainly did not feel like we get that. Was that a flag on Cooper up on the final flag that they threw that ended up being the final game winning touchdown? Absolutely, it was a hold. Was the play on Logan Wilson, the linebacker, a hold? I don't think so. I don't think it was before the pass was thrown, holding on the defense. I did not see him restrict Cooper up in any way, shape, or form. I thought that was a bad call. That would have left the Rams with fourth and goal on the eight-yard line, and who knows how the game would have turned out, but that was a first down at that point for the Rams, which completely changes your play calling. Speaking of play calling, I thought Zach Taylor was very aggressive early, too aggressive. 
I thought early on when they went for it on fourth and one, the play where they threw the chase, where he should have burned a mix in, in the flat and it was tipped away. I would have punted the ball there, pinned him back. At that point, it was a 0-0 game. You did not want to give momentum to the Rams. What do you know? Next drive, boom, Odell Beckham Jr. Touchdown, Rams go up 7-0. I thought that was a mistake. I thought the biggest play of the game was the Rams on fourth down. The Cooper Cup jet sweep, they converted. The Bengals missed on both of their fourth down opportunities. It was a killer. I believe they had three fourth down opportunities. They missed all three of them. Just an absolute momentum killer. Momentum is real. Being aggressive is real. And I thought Sean McVay played a very conservative ball game. Yes, he stayed with the run, but it was way too predictable. It was every first down. It was a lot of stretch runs. Not a lot of screens in there, not a lot of play action, not a lot of deep shots down the field. The game was begging for somebody to take it over. Once Joe Burrow hit Higgins down the sideline to begin the second half, the second half was a defensive game filled with a lot of sacks, filled with a lot of helpless momentum. It was begging for Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow, who is still as calm as a pillow, never gets rattled, begging. For somebody to take it over and at the end of the game, the Rams were able to get the last score of the game to go up for good. When it was 20-16 to 16 for that long stretch into the third and fourth quarter, it kind of felt like the last score, whoever scored last, was going to win the game. Whether it was the Bengals adding the lead or the Rams coming back and taking the lead, it was the latter. But as I said on Friday's podcast, I predicted 24 to 20. I predicted Joe Burrow would get the ball last. I predicted Aaron Donald would sack him to end the game. And the Rams would walk off Super Bowl champions 23 to 20. Joe Burrow was driving. Joe Burrow did get the ball last. And Aaron Donald nearly got the sack to make me three for three. I thought that was pretty close to an accurate of a end of a Super Bowl prediction as you could get. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that as we head into next season. There's certainly a lot to break down. Listen, the Rams got a lot of free agents ahead of them, including Odell, including Von Miller. We don't know about the status of Aaron Donald. He was talking retirement. Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, looking like he's going to retire. Heck, we don't even know the status of their coach, Sean McVay. There's been rumors floating around out there about McVay potentially taking the John Gruden route and going into broadcasting. We'll see about that. I don't necessarily believe that that's true, but what a shockwave. That would send to a Rams organization who went all in this season, traded away virtually all their draft picks to go win the Super Bowl this season. They certainly deserve credit because, hey, listen, even though I think the Reds made a bad call and I think it was more likely the Bengals were going to win the game, if those bad calls were not made, you got to live through it. And at the end of the day, the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. I know the Cincinnati Bengals were an underdog story. They were number four seed in the AFC. I thought they played a really good game, though. Their defensive line, Sam Hubbard was flying around. The Wilson kid, a linebacker, was flying around. They stopped the Rams running game. They're still young. Burrow is young on a rookie deal. Jamar Chase is on a rookie deal. They got the young receiver, E. Higgins, on a rookie deal. So this core here is still going to be intact. I know the AFC North is going to be better next year. We'll see what Pittsburgh does at quarterback. We'll see what Cleveland does at quarterback. Obviously, you got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who I still feel might be the kings of the North if the Ravens did not get hurt towards the end of the year. 
because Baltimore was what eight and three, and they just lost six games, six straight games to end the season down the stretch because Lamar Jackson wasn't hurt, and they lost on the running backs before the year, and they had no corners. The team was decimated by injury, so I'm not too sure if Cincinnati isn't the second best team in the AFC North. Where on the NFC side, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. To me, the Rams and the Packers, as of right now, should be considered your two favorites to make it out of the NFC, which will be played in the Rams division rival next year. This year, they got it in their house. Second trade Super Bowl, where Super Bowl team won the Super Bowl in their house. Will be a third trade next year with the Arizona Cardinals. Go on on Fox to win it in Glendale, Arizona. We will have to see. What an amazing football season this was. Lots of turns. Lots of young stud quarterback play. Lots of upsets some weeks. Some weeks it felt very easy to predict games. Other weeks it was almost impossible to predict games. We pretty much spent the whole season with you. Obviously the last two weeks of the regular season and a little bit of the postseason. We did not spend on this podcast much because I suffered COVID. But for the first 16 weeks, we were here with you every week predicting every game, predicting five best bets. I look forward to doing it next season, and I look forward to talking all things NBA, NFL, offseason. There's so many moves that are going to be made here. Oh, with Major League Baseball, wrestling, March Madness coming up. It's going to be a fun spring here in sports. The football season is now officially over. The Rams are the Super Bowl 2021 champions, and the 2021 NFL season has concluded. And with that being said, we are going to sign off here. That is the end of Season 5 of Brandon's World. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the biggest season we ever have had here on Brandon's World, dating back to my time at Black Score Radio when we started posting these on Anchor as the official sponsor of the podcast in the spring of 2020. That is two years now going into it. Unbelievable ride here. I had a fun football season. I hope you guys had fun listening to my takes on various NFL teams and topics. That being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys on March 8th as we begin Season 6 of Brandon's World, which will not only feature audio, but video form as well. I can't wait to see it develop. We'll see you guys then. Good luck. Enjoy. Rest up. Watch some basketball. Watch some wrestling. And get ready for the spring here. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.